0: أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لقد من الله على المؤمنين إذ بعث فيهم رسولا من أنفسهم يتلو عليهم آياته ويزكيهم ويزكيهم ويعلمهم الكتاب والحكمة وَإِنْ كَانُوا مِنْ قَبْلُ لَفِي ضَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ صَدَقَ اللَّهُ الْعَظِيمِ
1: <coughs> <coughs> Most respected one of my ikram, brothers and elders, this insan, human being, Allah ta'ala has created us. There's an external dimension to this insan, his zahir. His external self, (coughs) there are various laws pertaining to the external self and likewise there is an internal dimension to him, there is his batin, his inner self. In anything, what is the essence is really what is going to count. One is a fruit, the peel of the fruit also is extremely important discard the peel and the fruit will also get rotten. So the peel is important. It plays a very great role. But the real thing that counts is what's the fruit inside. The kernel in the nut or whatever, the almond. So one is the shell. The shell is extremely important. It plays a very fundamental role. In protecting what is inside. But when the time comes, then what is inside is really what counts. Likewise, insan, his body is extremely important. And it is so important that if he dares take his life in his own hand and decide to commit suicide, he would be committing a major, major crime. Which Allah has, which Nabi Wasallam describes in the Hadith Sharif in a very severe manner that the person who has taken his life in a, whichever way he has taken his life by for example throwing himself down from a mountain then radda fi jahannam khalidan fiha abada. he will continuously keep falling down the mountain of Jahannam somebody has taken some poison so he will continue يَتَحَسَّاهُ fi جَهَنَّمْ he will continue sipping poison in Jahannam, Khalidan, mukhaladan fiha abada. There's explanations to this. But the manner in which this has been described shows the severity of this punishment and the extremely long duration that this will continue. So, this is highlighting the importance of this body. That It has to be, it's amanat Allah Ta'ala. A person cannot harm this body at will. That somebody wants to take my hand away, they can take it, it's okay, it's mine, it's not mine. It's Allah Ta'ala's amanat. But as important this is, this is the vehicle. This is the vehicle which is transporting this ruh. The real thing is the ruh and is the soul. Now if a person pays all the attention to the vehicle and he forgets the driver, he is shining the rooms all the time, he is making sure everything is in top condition and he is oiling everything fine but the driver is being starved, the driver is being neglected, then it's obvious what's going to be the end result, somewhere it's going to crash very badly because the driver is not going to have the ability to steer this car correctly. So while the vehicle is also important, if that vehicle is in a state of disrepair, that might cause a major problem for the driver also. But the real thing is the driver. So likewise this body is very important. But the day comes when this ruh departs from the body. Then this body is now taken and put into sand. As long as this ruh was with the body, and this body was serving that function and purpose of being the vehicle for this ruh, then all the importance was given to this body. But now that that roo has departed, So now, the only place for this body is under the sand. So what is very clear is that the priority is the ruh. Body is important but the priority is the ruh. And unfortunately, our priorities are mixed up. That the attention that is given to the body, the attention that is given to all kinds of cosmetics, all kinds of designer wear all kinds of other things to adorn the external self and the amount of time that is spent in it and the amount of expense that is incurred and all these things that go with it that is of a different proportion and the amount of time that is given to adorn the Ruh to cleanse the Ruh to strengthen the Ruh and to make the soul truly healthy That is a small fraction. So, there is a major imbalance. That what is supposed to be given the first priority, that is given the crumbs. What is supposed to be given the high amount of attention, that is given just the passing attention. So, this is the imbalance that we have to rectify. And this is what this entire line of Tasawwuf and Islah and Tazkiyah is all about to bring this balance in our life and to bring the importance of this Ruh and make it the priority in our life so this is not something that is mystical people have sometimes some ajib notions about what is Islah all about and Tasawwuf all about it's a very very straightforward thing very straightforward, very simple Anybody who confuses it in some ways, they are perhaps confused. Our Kabir and Mashayikh have kept it very straightforward and very simple. One alim in India, who was a very learned person, but he had a lot of misgivings about what is this tasawuf all about. Somehow, whatever he, whatever he studied, so he just didn't have this concept of what is this all about. And he had a lot of objections a lot of misgivings. So one day he he was very much in the forefront of the political field, he was well known. So in any case he was on his way somewhere and he stopped at Saharampur at Hazrat Shaykhul Hadith Muhammad Zakariya sahab rahmatullah place. They knew each other, there was no formal uh, taalluk as such, but both knew each other. He was familiar with the rank and the caliber of Sheikh The Sheikh was familiar with him he was a very famous political figure so any case he came and he asked to meet as a Sheikh Abdul so when he met him so off the cuff he said that look I have a question but now I'm on my way somewhere else right now I go to catch a train so I can't be here long so I will just leave you with the question now and when I return I will take the answer from you then, so you can think about it. So what was the question, so the question he asked then, he said the question is simply this, kya hai kya hai Now he used the word Bala, Bala is like a calamity, like a problem, something negative. So now he asked this question, and he said, well I'm in a hurry now, I'm going And I come back, then you can give me the answer. So Sheikh Hamtullah on the spot, he told him, that look, there's no need for you to wait for the answer that till then. I'll give you the answer right now. The answer is that the sawuf is all about this much, that its starting point is, innama al-a'madu bin niyat, the first hadith of Bukhari Sharif, that everything, every action, is all dependent on the intention and the sincerity. In other words, the root is to develop ikhlas in everything. This is the starting point. And the end point of it fa Which is a lengthy hadith, which is known as Hadith-e-Jibreel, where Prophet came in human form, and he asked Nabi wasallam many questions, and among one of those questions were, mal ihsan. What is Ihsan all about? And Nabi Sallallahu replied and said, Ihsan is this, that you worship Allah ta'ala as if you can see Him. Now this becomes a big question that how can I imagine that I can see Allah ta'ala? Because I have never seen Allah ta'ala and Allah ta'ala is, we cannot see Him in dunya. So the rest of it is the answer to it. But even if you cannot see Allah ta'ala, that doesn't matter because the real thing is that فَإِنَّهُ يَرَاكْ That you have this consciousness that Allah is watching you. If you cannot see Allah, Taala, that doesn't make any difference in the issue. Because the real thing is Allah is watching you. So just as the boss is watching the employee, and even if the employee can't see the boss, because he is behind some screen, but the fact that he knows that he is being watched, the employee knows he is being watched, then he works properly. Though he cannot see the boss. So Allah who is the creator of the universe, who has created us, is watching us. If we cannot see Him, what difference it makes to how we should be conducting ourselves. So he said to him, this is the starting point, niyat, And the end point is this Ihsan, meaning this total consciousness of Allah Ta'ala all the time. And everything in between, the Tasbihat, and whatever mujahadat and whatever other things are done, which is all within the boundaries of Shariat and Sunnah, all that is for only this purpose to develop this Ikhlas and bring it to the state of Ihsan nothing else so any case this person went away and after he came back then he met him again and he said that when I had come initially I thought that I will leave you with this question and I will move on because now you're going to come back with a lot of different answers and everything you'll say I will have some reply for it and then you might counter it with some other argument but I'll have a counter-argument for that and this is going to run into a very long debate. He says, but the answer you gave me, I had nothing, I couldn't say anything about it. I was left speechless because there is no way that anybody can object anything about it. It sums up everything and everything is within the parameters of Deen. But the point in this is that this is what the whole purpose is. And all the aspects that are done, whatever is thought, whatever is an effort is made to acquire, is to bring nothing but this. To bring that ikhlas in everything. Because without that ikhlas everything is futile, it is worthless, in the court of Allah Ta'ala it has no weight, it is rejected. <coughs> so those who had this reality of ikhlas, then we see in their lives what they produced how they conducted their lives, how they went about whatever they did. Hazrat Talha bin Ubaydullah one day late at night, he sees it's late at night, and Hazrat Umar it's the time of his Khilafat, he's the Amirul Mu'mineen, and he's emerging from one house. And it's a strange house, it's not his house, at this time of the night, so late, whose house is he coming out from now? It just crossed his mind, not that he had any misgivings, but at the same time, they had this debt, in case my brother has erred, then I should correct him. Not that they were suspicious, but supposing insan is insan, sometimes he can err. If my brother has erred, then I must correct him. Our situation is, if somebody has erred, somebody has made some mistake, somebody has faulted somewhere, then we'll tell everybody else but him. We'll tell everyone else but him. And if we tell him also, it'll be just to run him down, not to correct him. Whereas in those days, if they said something, the niyat was to help the person. And people had the heart to take it also. They had the heart to give the advice, people had the heart to take it also, and they appreciated it and they were grateful for it so in any case this crossed his mind but he said well it's must first investigate before even saying anything in any case as Umar left late at night he left and he le- went away so sahabi walks into that house and he knocks on the door and he calls out aloud that is anybody here so he hears the sound the voice of an old woman yes I'm here this is my house who are you? I am so and so. Who lives in this house? Say, well, only me. I live alone here. And who is this person that came? He knows who came. He's asking her, who is this person that came? So she says, I don't know. She says, you don't know who came? So no, I don't know who came. So why he came? She says, well, he comes every night. He comes every night because I am such an old person, frail, and I'm not able to do my day-to-day things, I'm very very mazoor, helpless. So he comes in at some late part of the night, he comes, he sweeps the house, he milks my goat, he fetches the water and leaves it close for me, and he does all these things and goes away, but till today I don't know who it is. So Talha Radilano talks to himself and says, oh, Uf Talha, what are you in, and what is Umar involved in? Umar is busy earning the pleasure of his Rabb and you are entertaining some other thought about yourself. Now this Ikhlas, how many days, how many months Allah knows best that at the late part of night coming and secretly, quietly making this Khidmat and nobody knows the better. This is Azat Umar of Zamana. but in our era and time was a very great personality who passed away some 12-15 years at the most. Khazad Qari Siddiq sahab So, at his madrasa in now oh, this was a rural area, and there was no flushing system in the toilets. And many times there would be mihman, toilets would be now obviously used quite a bit. And it was that bucket system. One day, it was quite late, somebody had a need to go to the toilet quite late. And as he got to the toilet, he heard some sound. And of all things he sees none other than Hazrat Qari Siddiq sahab alayhi, that he himself is cleaning the toilets. When Kaisav saw him and realized that this person saw me, it happened to be some South African student who was in some other madrasa had gone to visit in Baranda for that time. He came and held on to him and told him, you promised me in my lifetime you will never mention this to anyone. Because this is between me and Allah Ta'ala. Now, this is that Tazkiyah. This is that seed of Ikhlas. That what I am doing must be for Allah alone. Who any insan know, don't know, that's not the object and I must get some kind of acknowledgement from somebody or whatever else it is. must be for Allah alone. There must be no ulterior motive in it. Now this is something that doesn't happen just with the press of a button. This is not something that happens without effort. And this is still the starting point. This innama al-a'malu bin niyat is still the first step to acquire this ikhlas. And then this grows and grows and comes to the point of ihsan. And all the things in between that have to be made an effort on, all that combines to bring about this ihsan. Because a person who has ihsan, the quality of ihsan, then he'll be conscious of Allah Ta'ala in his ibadat also. He'll be performing his ibadat the way Allah Ta'ala wants him to perform it. He will not be neglecting the sunnats of salah, for example. He will be trying to make every salah with takbir-e-ulah. He'll be trying to be in the masjid. In fact, before time. Sa'id ibn Musayyab, great tabi'i among Sayyidul tabi'in says that 20 years of my life, 20 years, when the muazzin gave the azan, I was already before that in the masjid. 20 years without fail. Every salah. When the muazzin gave the azan, I was already in the masjid. Now, this is this isna all about. This is this taskiyah. This is what this whole branch of deen is all about. And this was among the maqasid and the objectives of nubuat. In the Qur'an Sharif, in the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Taala describes the objectives of nubuat. لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ بَعْثَ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِّنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ يَتْلُوْ عَلِهِمْ آيَاتِهِ وَيُزَكِّيهِمْ وَيُعَلِّمُهُمُ الْكِتَابَ وَالْحِكْمَةِ That apart from teaching the Qur'an Sharif teaching the kitab and hikmah and the other functions. Specifically Allah Ta'ala mentioned, Yuzaqihim. The Nabi of Allah Ta'ala makes their tazkiyah, purifies them. From what? From Al-Aqaid al-Batila. Number one, from all false Aqaid beliefs, incorrect beliefs. So he brought them out of shirk into iman. Cleansed out the kufr and brought them into iman and then together with that مِنَ Razila from all evil character so this تَزْكِيَة is part of the functions of Nubuud and all the aspects this is just one one dot only about the aspect of Ikhlas that is a starting point now if a person has Ihsan then there will be that Ihsan in his Ibadat also there will also be that Ihsan in his muamalat in his monetary dealings he will be conscious all the time about it he will not be cutting corners performing his salah well but cutting corners in his dealings so tanwirahumullah alay had conferred khilafat to one person that person came along to visit him one day and he brought along his son who was about 13 years old so and he came, he met Azra rahmatullah avi sitting and in the course of the discussion, Hazrat asked him that, How old is your son? So he said, he's 13. And just as a thought that crossed the mind, now in India at that time perhaps, Allah'u alam, if it's still applicable or not, that if a child was 12 years or younger, then he would pay half price tickets to travel on the train. And he's above 12, then he has to pay a full fare. So now this child was 13. So I asked him that, what ticket you bought for him? You came by train, so what was the fare that you paid? The full fare did you pay? So he said, look he's 13, but he's very small built. He looks like maybe 11. So I bought a half fare ticket in him, for him. And he said that, now this is Taskia. That it applies in all aspects. Hadassah said, إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلِهِ رَاجِعُونَ He said, أَبْكُتُ أَبِي tasawuf ki كِي هَوَابِ نَهِ لَغِي That even the wind of tasawuf hasn't touched you yet. And he cancelled his khilafat. He told him, if you haven't understood this much yet, then you are not worthy of this. But now this was a lesson. That this islah and taskiyah, this line of tasawuf, it's not something confined to just a few Wazaif somewhere and maybe some small things that we feel very, very comfortable with. We do those things and the rest of it, everything carries on. No, he immediately cancelled that khilafat. Told him, sorry, this is not something you're worthy of. On what? On this mu'amalat. This dealings. But this is part of Islam. Part of this tasawwuf. Part of this taskiyah that a person brings his muamalat in order. He brings his Muasharat, now the person has this Ihsan, then he'll have his Muasharat, his social life in order. How he deals with his parents, this is a repeatedly discussed topic, but as much as it is discussed, it's so much more required. How does a person deal with his parents? How does he deal with others, his wife, his children? others in the household, family people. It's all essential part of deen. Just one incident on this which is in the Hadith Sharif, there was one Abid Juraj, and he was somebody dedicated to his ibadat in the Bani Israel. So he had one on a high, some kind of building, small like a minaret or something of that nature, Allah knows. But in any case it was some tall building and he was be on the top making his ibadat and engrossed in it. This is in Bukhari Sharif. This incident Nabi was explaining to the sahaba of this person in the Bani Israel, Jurej, Abid. And now one day his mother came. And his mother came to meet him. At that time he was engrossed in his salah. And she called him, she shouted for him. And now he heard her He was in Nafil, Nafil Ibadat. And now he heard her, but he was so engrossed in that Salah. And being that kind of Abid, what kind of enjoyment he must have been experiencing in that Salah. Now he is debating in his mind, Allahumma ummi wa salati. Ya Allah, what do I do now? My mother, my Salah, I'm involved in my Ibadat. My mother is calling and he's debating that in his mind and he carried on with his Salah. She called out a second time and again he's saying, Allahumma ummi wa salati. Ya Allah, what do I do now? But this aspect of priorities, as we discussed earlier, that he failed to understand his priority of that time. After she called the third time and she realized that he's, he has heard and she felt hurt about it. And at that time something came out of her mouth. As we discussed earlier, After the Tarawi Salah also, this is something to be very cautious about. One is we shouldn't blurt anything out also because sometimes that curse lands on what then makes us regret as well. And on the other side is we don't take anybody's curse too. We don't do something that brings out a curse from anyone. So at that time something came out of our mouth. And she said, Allahumma la tumithu hatta turiyahu wujuhal muomisaat. Ya Allah, let not death come to him. Before death comes to him, make him see the face of an evil woman. And this came out of her mouth. So in any case, this incident came and went. Suddenly, one very evil woman of the time, she came and tried to try to entice him. But he totally ignored her. But for some reason, she was just trying to entice him. When she failed, she went and whatever she did with one shepherd, eventually one child was born. Now she's not married and a child is born, so the people asked her whose child this is. So she says, "Juraj's child. And when they heard this, again the other part of it, That the masses generally, and how many times we also do that, is without any kind of verification. We just hear something, and the next thing, we are also repeating the same thing. We are also passing on that same message. And if it is true also, most of the time it will be ribad. If it doesn't pertain to us, it's not something that we should be involved in. So the least is, it will be ribad. And sometimes it will be worse, it will be Bohdan. And at the press of one button will make 100 ribad, we'll be passing it on to Allah knows best, all contacts So in one press of a button 100 times ribad Sometimes 100 So when the people heard that this is Judea's child, they just came in a rush And they came And demolished that whole building of his He asked them What's going on? Why are you doing this? See, you carry on like you are such a pious person, but behind the scenes, this is what you are up to? He says, what have I done? He says, you have fathered this child. So on the one hand, he had to go through this whole dilemma. Why? This false accusation from this evil woman. Because what came out from his mother's tongue. But at the same time, he was a very pious person. So after this much of this difficulty he went through, but then Allah Ta'ala has helped him. But before the help of Allah Ta'ala came, he had to face this embarrassment for that period of time. He had to face this difficulty. He has to face this hardship. So he asked which child? So they indicated the child. So he went and performed Suraqa's salah. So this is the other lesson. That our situations, whatever it might be, we want solutions, we have to turn to Allah Ta'ala. In any case, he performed two salah, and then he came to the child, and now this child is a newborn child, baby, just as Prophet Isa spoke from the cradle. This was one of the children that is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif, who Allah Ta'ala caused to speak. He addressed the child, and he asked the child, "Man Who is your father? That child who is still barely, perhaps days old, the child said, Ar-ra'i, so-and-so shepherd. Now everybody heard this miraculous speaking of the child, and they probably would have then come to the reality, maybe ask the shepherd, whatever the case is, but they realized their mistake. In any case, after they realized their mistake, they even offered to rebuild his whole building with gold. He said, no, you just build it the way it was. So as that may be, but the lesson in the whole thing is, that in that moment, When he, what he should have been doing was respond to his mother's call. That was the lesson in this. That he should have been responding to his mother's call. Because at that time he was engaged in Nafil. And perhaps his mother was in need. And he decided to give priority to that Nafil at that time of his mother's need. And this came out of his mother's tongue. This became the end result. Now how to balance all these things? This is what this line of Islam and Tasawwuf and teaches us. How to control that anger. What is mashallah to perform a lot of Ibadat, excellent. But then, a person just has uncontrolled anger. So this Islam and Tazkiyah is all about controlling all these emotions. Man kaffa ghadabahu kaffa Allahu anhu adabahu. Now he's conscious of this. The one who restrains his anger Allah Ta'ala will withhold His azab from Him. Now, how to learn to control His anger? And this is, there's no press button. There isn't any button to press and everything will come right. There is an effort. There is a process. This is a process which is termed as Tazkiyah. This process is termed as Islam. And this is what Tasawwuf is all about. Bringing all these e Razila in order, taking, remo- removing them. These lowly qualities and acquiring all the noble qualities, acquiring taqwa, acquiring tawakkul and trust in Allah Ta'ala, acquiring that forgiveness and compassion, acquiring that tawazu and humility and all the various things. Our Rahmatullah used to say, what is this khanqa all about? Say this khanqa, there are two basic melodies. One is jah, and the other is ba. Jah, jim, alif, and ha. And ba is ba, alif, and ha. So he says the khanka is there to take out the jim from the jah, and the ba from the ba. And what gets left is only both places gets left ah. That ah, which is the sigh of the love of Allah Taala. What is this jah? These are the two basic things. One is jah, the ego and the other is bar lust. All sins emanate from these two things. It's either the ego or lust. And if a person has brought this ego under control, and he has brought this lust under control, this ego is not under control, there will be pride, there will be arrogance, there will be oppression, there will be all kinds of evil of this nature, there will be vanity, And That pride will make a person now, make dunya his objective. And various other things will happen as a result. And this ja, this bah, this lust, then he'll be caught up in the lustful glances. He'll fall into all kinds of looking at haram, in listening to haram, in all other sins of lust. So now this ja to take this jim out of it. So now he gets left with ah. And likewise the Ba to get this Ba out So now this Ah The Ahlullah, this Ah is that sigh of their hearts In the love of Allah Ta'ala. So now when this love of Allah Ta'ala Has come in the heart, in reality Then all these things come under control So this is what the Khanka is all about To bring this Ja and Ba Under control And when this has come under control Everything has been achieved But this is a process And what is that process? So, just in a nutshell, that the process is, one is, that a person, whoever he has compatibility with, this is a very essential thing, that he has compatibility with someone, what is termed as munasabat. Wherever he has his munasabat, then he links himself up to somebody who he has munasabat with. That is itself not the be-all and end-all. That won't get anything done. But after having linked himself up to somebody who he has that munasabat and compatibility with, who he finds that he is able to communicate easily with, he is able to take that advice easily, he feels that flow of benefit, then is the process, that is only the first step, then is the process what is termed as ittila and ittiba. Ittila means to inform. Inform what? All the conditions that come upon a person. That he would need some kind of direction in. Some kind of advice. Anything which will affect his deen. And many things which are apparently aspects of dunya. But they eventually affect a person's deen. So all these things that will eventually affect his deen. To now take advice on that. Hazrat (coughs) Hanzala Taala. A thought crossed his mind and this perturbed him. Now he was perturbed because he misunderstood. What he misunderstood, he felt that the that fervor of Iman that he felt in the company of Nabi now that he returned home and he was with his family, he didn't feel that same height of Iman, that same fervor, that same drive he regarded this as a major deficiency and something that perhaps there's a problem with his imam. So what did he do? Yes, on the one hand he got very very concerned. He even exclaimed about himself, Nafaqa Hanzala." Hanzala has become a munafiq. But now if he sat with that on his own, he would have been in a major error. Because he wasn't a munafiq. But he thought that this is now the problem. So what does he do? He comes to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam to express that this is my condition. So when he came to express it, he got directed that look, this is not something to worry about. This is fine. Now likewise, sometimes a person is experiencing wasawis and now those wasawis are wasawis, but he thought that this is probably his iman is gone. Many a times people fall in this kind of error, but now he was just sitting with it. And as a result, the person was literally becoming depressed. But now he's not talking to anybody about it. Whereas it was waswasa. He wasn't entertaining that waswasa, but he was so perturbed that why did this waswasa come? Whereas that is shaitan's job, shaitan would keep whispering things, until finally he went to somebody and said, I'm now really becoming sick, literally sick. Why? She says, well this is the type of thoughts that cross my mind, Aray, bhai, this is waswasa, ignore it, don't pay any attention to it. But now if he didn't relate it, Allah forbid he would have finished off. Shaitan would have taken him into despondency. Which is Shaitan's trap. So the le- lesson in it was, he went to relate it. Ittila. One youngster comes to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now there is a condition that has overcome him. So he comes to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is in the midst of a gathering with the sahaba. And in that gathering, he asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam a question which is actually relating his hal, his condition, and he says to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that give me the permission to commit zina. Can we imagine a question like this? And that too to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in the midst of the Sahaba, and the Sahaba were becoming very angry at this. How can the person ask this kind of question? Nabi Sallam was completely calm about it. He didn't take any offense to the question because this person had come as a talib, he didn't come in reality to seek permission to come to haram. He was actually expressing what he was feeling within himself. So Nabi Sasab called him closer. And then he addressed him and he said to him that, Look, what you are talking about, if somebody does the same with your mother, would you be happy about it? He says, definitely not. If somebody does the same with your aunt, would you be happy about it? Definitely not. Somebody does the same with your sister, you'll be happy about it. Definitely not. With your daughter, definitely not. So whoever you're going to indulge in such an act would be somebody's mother, or somebody's sister, or somebody's daughter, somebody's aunt. If you cannot be happy about it for your own, how can you be happy about it for somebody else? And then Nabi Sassol called him forward and put his hand on his, his Mubarak hand on that youngster's chest and then made dua for him. And it is mentioned that there was nothing more detestable to him thereafter than the aspect of zina. But the lesson in it that he was being overcome with some condition. He didn't try to find some answer to it on his own. He didn't feel that how am I going to now express this. He went to inquire. And when he inquired, he got his complete ilaj. He got the treatment of that level. And that cure which cured him for life. But this is what is termed as ittila. And this is the root of it. This is the point that we learn from. That this ittila is the basis. And shaitan brings these kind of thoughts at that time. That but if I am going to go and discuss my issues with somebody, then what the person will think of me? And all the thoughts of embarrassment come at that time, when the time comes to rectify the issue. When a person was diving headlong into the haram, that time all the thoughts of embarrassment left the person. There was no thought of embarrassment that time. But to rectify it, all the thoughts of embarrassment come. This is the trap of shaitan. But in any case, this is ittila and then is ittiba. Ittiba is to follow the advice that will be given and prescribed on how to overcome the issue. Person has got an anger issue. So now he'll express it, this is my problem, this is how I react to situations. When somebody talks to me and I feel irritated, this is how I respond. And if sometimes I don't get my way, then this is my reaction. Whatever the situation may be, or some actual incident has happened, how he responded? What did he say? Or oh, his tongue is out of control, He every now and again there is some flowery language, he can't seem to control his eyes, whatever other issues they may be, so now, When he will relate those issues to whoever he has that compatibility with, who he has aligned himself to, there will be some advice on that. There will be some prescription on it. So now if a person goes to the doctor, and after all the diagnosis, and whatever examination and everything, the doctor gives him all the tablets and the medication, so he takes it and he puts it on the shelf. Then maybe Allah knows best, perhaps the shelf might get better, but he definitely won't get better. So if he wants that benefit, he'll have to take that medication. So now the advice that was given, so he will try to bring that into practice. He will bring it, act upon it. If in trying to act upon it, he didn't manage to do it, he'll then relate that. That well I tried this and I didn't manage to do it. Or I failed, or I tried it but I still faltered. So then there will be still a further process. But this is simply the whole process. The process of ittila and ittiba. And a person who adheres to this, The system is the means. But the muzaki is Allah Ta'ala. وَلَوْ لَا فَضْلُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ وَرَحْمَتُهُ مَا زَكَى مِنْكُمْ مِنْ أَحَدٍ أَبَدًا وَلَاكِنَّ اللَّهَ يُزَكِّ مَنْ يَشَعَى That Allah Ta'ala is the muzaki and the purifier. Nobody else. But when a person undertakes the process, like a person eats food, then Allah Ta'ala satiates that hunger. Allah Ta'ala creates that nourishment person drinks water, Allah Ta'ala creates that quenching effect. But he left have to adopt the means, that is the process, that is the rule and the norm. Exceptions, that's an exception. Allah Ta'ala manifests his Qudrat directly. Somebody was lost deep down in some whatever abyss of sin and vice, and then something just clicked one moment, and in a moment he just became a value of the time. It happened, there have been many incidents, something just happened, something just sparked in one moment and the person's whole life changed, but that's not the rule. That's the exception. Those are the few exceptions. Those exceptions can happen today also. But, we'll have to follow the process. So when a person follows the process, out of the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, a person in sincerity is making the effort, he's trying. Allah Ta'ala out of his grace opens the doorway. Out of his fuzzle Allah Ta'ala creates that islah and tazkiyah. Allah Ta'ala then purifies the heart of that person. And all those things that seemed an impossibility. What seemed that this is out of the question. I can't manage this. For me to leave these things out of the question. What seemed out of the question, let alone becoming easy. In time, it even becomes a pleasure. It becomes a pleasure to do those things that a person thought he could never manage doing. That tahajjud which he thought, let alone the five daily salah. That tahajjud which he thought this is the furthest thing from my, in my life. Something else can maybe happen, maybe one mountain can shift from one place to the other. Me waking up in the late part of the night making tahajjud, that's not something possible. But in time, let alone that tahajjud becoming possible, he can't wait for the time of tahajjud. hajjud. intizare sham hai. Allah <laughs> Sayyid Sulaiman Nabi Muhammad he is describing this feeling of the person who has got this taste. He says that the appointment is at the late part of the night. Appointment meaning the appointment with Allah Ta'ala. To meet Allah Ta'ala in the sense that, to communicate with Allah Ta'ala in tahajjud. He says the appointment is at the late part of the night. se hai. But from the morning, the person is waiting for the evening. How can this be, that from the morning is waiting for the evening? A very simple example. In the morning the person knows tonight I'm getting married.
2: <laughs>
1: then ask him how is waiting for the evening. So the person who's got this appointment with Allah Ta'ala, when he knows what is waiting for him in the treasures of Allah Ta'ala at that time, but this at one time seemed something impossible for him. Giving up certain sins seemed impossible. Me giving up this 20 years and carrying on with this 30 years, and me giving it up, impossible. Let alone being impossible, Allah Ta'ala makes it pleasurable. Yes, initially there's a mujahada. There is some striving, there is some struggle. But in time, that becomes not just possible, it becomes an enjoyment. It becomes a relief. That subhanallah, what a great gift from Allah ta'ala, that I got relieved from this burden. At one time he thought he couldn't give it up. Now he realizes what a burden this was. So all this is a very simple process. There's no fancy things about it. There's no complicated issues about it. It's a very straightforward thing. that The Tasawuf of our Kabir, is the tasawuf of sunnah. There is nothing out of it. And it is very straightforward. There is, and especially the the tasawuf that Allah has given us, He has brought it down to the core. Right to the core. The Very basic mamulat, etc. And He says, but Ek kam na karo, guna mat karo. Is basic mamulat, some tasbihat, you know, be punctual on all the farais, wajibat, sunnah, muakkada, and some little bit it is zikr, tasbihat, out of the Qur'an Sharif, But ek kam madkaro guna madkaro. Don't make guna, don't involve yourself in sin, and obviously the way to keep that momentum, to remain in righteous company, to be constant on the zikr, and few other aspects of that nature, and that's all there is to it. But this is the process to then, bring about that rectification in Islam. So this is what this tasawuf is all about, this is what this islah and taskiyah is all about, and, this is not something, the object, the process we're not talking about, but the object of Islah, meaning purification of the self. This is not an optional thing. Islah is Farz. Islah is Farz. It is Farz to remove Takabbur from the heart. It is Farz to remove Ujb and vanity from the heart. It is Farz to acquire Taqwa. And all this is part of Islam. It is compulsory to have the gaze under control. It is compulsory to give up guna and sin. So when all this is related to islah, where you zakki him, so islah itself is farz, it's not something that's an optional thing. Yes, the process, we all say that this process is farz. Sometimes somebody acquires it in some process, but by and large, this is the tried and tested and proven process. And... Mujarrab nadama. Somebody tries to reinvent the wheel. So how far is in a roll? The wheel is already invented. This is not something that anybody's invention. This is extracted from Quran and Sunnah, as we discussed the dalail and the proofs from Quran and Sunnah. So in any case, this is something that we need to ponder about. Sometimes some people become bayat, Masha'Allah, out of that concern. But then that's where it stops. Whoever they become biyad to, they don't maintain that communication with the mashayikh. Sometimes it is just a thought that well this is something that, well, there is some importance to it, but we don't give it the reality, the, the due importance, and as a result our life continues with that disproportionate attention, where the vehicle is given all the attention, 90% and that 5-10% is given to the driver. So the driver gets weaker and weaker, and as a result he can't steer that vehicle. Then somewhere the vehicle is crashing in haram glances, somewhere is crashing in listening to music, somewhere is crashing in some other kind of evils, somewhere is crashing in takabur and riyah. So all this is because the driver was ascendant. And this is the whole object of Islam and Tasawuf that we bring this balance in our life, we gain this inner purification. Just as the external purity is necessary and the external rectification is necessary, more important is, together with that, the internal purification. Allah tibarak wa ta'ala give us the tawfeeq wa akhiru alhamdulillahi
0: لا اله الا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا رب صل وسلم لائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزال الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله إن الله لا إله إلا الله لا إله إلا الله إن الله لا إله الله الله تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو ہو تو ہی تو غیر سے بالکل ہی اٹھ جائے نظر تو ہی تو آئے نظر دیکھو جدر اور میرے تن میں بجائے آب درد دل ہو درد دل ہو درد دل नफ़सों शेता दोनों ने मिलकर हाई किया है मुझको तबा ए मेरे मौला मेरी मदद कर चाहता हूँ मैं तेरी पना मुझसा ख़लक में कोई नहीं गो बदकिरदार नामासिया तो भी मगर गफ्फार है यार अब बख्श दे मेरे सारे गुना اب تو rahe bas taadme aakhir wirde zubaan mere la ilaha illallah inna la 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 محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم الله الله جل جلاله
2: وعم نواله الله
0: إن الله محمد الرسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وسلم
1: اللهم لك الحمد كله اللهم لك الحمد كله اللهم لك الحمد كله اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحسثنى عليك أنت كما
0: أثنيت على نفسك جزى الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه
1: وسلم بما هو أهله يا رب صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم ربنا ولمنا أنفسنا ولمنا أنفسنا وَلَمْنَا أَنفُسَنَا وَإِنْ لَمْ تَخْفِلْ لَنَا وَتَرْحَمْنَا لَنَكُونَنَّ مِنَ الْخَاسِرِينَ رَبِّ اغْفِرْ وَارْحَمْ
0: وَاعْفُ وَتَكَرَّمْ وَتَجَاوَزْ عَمَّا تَعْلَمْ إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْعَزِيزُ
1: الْأَكْرَمُ رَبَّنَا تَوَفَّنَا مُسْلِمِينَ وَأَلْحِقْنَا بِالشُّهَدَاءِ وَالصَّالِحِينَ غَيْرَ خَزَايَا وَلَا نَدَامَةٍ وَلَا مَفْتُونِينَ اللهم ثبتنا عَلَى الْإِيمَانِ وأمتنا على الإيمان واحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعصيان وجعلنا من الراشدين اللهم آتي نفوسنا تقواها Allahumma ati nufusana taqwaha. Allahumma ati nufusana taqwaha. Wazakkiha anta khayru man zakkaha. Anta waliyuha wa mawlaha. ya Allah. O oh, most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah. Ya Allah forgive us ya Allah. Ya Allah indeed we are your most sinful servants ya Allah. We acknowledge all the wrongs we have done ya Allah. But you are most forgiving ya Allah. Ya Allah you love forgiving ya Allah. Allahumma inna ka afoon. كريم تحب العفو فاعف عنا يا كريم اللهم إنك عفون Kareem un Afwa fafu anna, ya karim. Ya Allah you love forgiving, Ya Allah. Allah you forgive us, Ya Allah. Forgive all our major and minor sins, Ya Allah. Allah forgive the sins of the day and night, Ya Allah. Yahu alumin, Ya Allah, you grant us Tawbah tan Ya Allah. Allah make our Tawbah totally sincere, Ya Allah. Allah we are deeply ashamed of what we have done, Ya Allah. We regret the actions we have committed, Ya Allah. We firmly resolve not to go back to it, Ya Allah. Allah you accept our tawbah Ya Allah. Allah you forgive all our sins, Ya Allah. allah forgive our families, Ya Allah our friends and relatives, Ya Allah. Forgive the entire Ummah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ya Allah, shawwaya on the Ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, remove the suffering of the Ummah, Allah. Remove the hardships of the Ummah, Allah. Remove the oppression from the Ummah, Allah. Allah, hold back the hands of the oppressors, Ya Allah. Give them hidayat ja as well, Ya Allah. If hidayat is not decreed for them, Ya Allah, wipe them out from the face of this earth, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you guide us to your pleasure, Ya Allah. Save us of all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. make our complete Islam and Tazkiyah, Ya Allah. You alone are the muzakki, Allah. And it's only with your grace that our Islam can be made, Allah. It's only with your fuzzle that our tuskiyah can be made, Allah. And you shower your fuzzle upon us, Allah. You shower your grace upon us, Allah. Remove all the akhlaq Razila from us, Allah. Remove all the evil character from us, Allah. And you grant us the noble character, Allah. You give us the akhlaq of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And you grant us the way of life of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Give us the love of his Mubarak sunnah, Allah. Enable us to live his sunnah, Allah. Allah save us from the ways of Yehud and Nasara, Ya Allah. save us from all the evils, Ya Allah. Save us from all the mischief, Ya Allah. You guide us to your pleasure at all times, Ya Allah. Save us from your displeasure, Ya Allah. save us from your displeasure, Ya Allah. And give us a tawfiq of performing our five times salah with Jama'ah, Ya Allah. grant us khushu and khudu in our salah, Ya Allah. Give us a tawfiq of making tilawat of the Quran Sharif daily, Ya Allah. Enable us to make dhikr and dua daily, save us from all sins, Ya Allah. Remove all the sins from our lives, Ya Allah. All the evil habits of our lives, Ya Allah. Illahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you grant us all the noble qualities, Ya Allah. Grant us taqwa, Ya Allah. Grant us tawazu and humility, Ya Allah. Grant us the reality of tawazu, Ya Allah. Illahul Alamin, grant us tawakkul, Ya Allah. Grant us inabat and ruju, Ya Allah. Grant us compassion and forgiveness, Ya Allah. Illahul Alameen, full kindness in our hearts, Ya Allah. Illahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Remove all the pride, the arrogance, the malice, the jealousy, the hatred. Remove all the evil qualities from our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah Al Alameen, Ya Allah. You full our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Full of our hearts with your love, Ya Allah. Make your love the greatest thing in our hearts, Ya Allah. Allahum arzuqna hubbak. وَحُبَّ hubba يُحِبُكُ وَالْعَمَلَ الَّذِي يُبَلِّغُنَا حُبَّكُ اللَّهُمَّ hubbuk allahumma j'al hubbak min all those who sick give them kama, áجل, <messun> yeah, remove every trace of the ailments ya yeah grant them complete cure ya allah all those and any difficulties and hardships remove allah yeah grant all, all in the rizk, yeah all us halal and rizk, yeah save us from every drop and grain of haram, yeah fill their qubers with noor Allah make their complete مغفرت ya Allah run them to the highest stages in the Akhira di Allah ilahu alamin at the time of our death ya Allah take us with the kalima la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah ya Allah take us on iman kamil take us on tawbat al-nasuh ya Allah Allah take us at a time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Allah save us from the trap of shaitan at that critical time, Ya Allah. Allah only with your help can we be saved, Ya Allah. Allah make our qabbahs gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Allah save us from the azab of the qabr, Ya Allah. Grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah, sallallahu alaihi sallam. Allah give us Jannah for those who those without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Bilal alameen, Ya Allah. Allah you enable us to appreciate this Mubarak month of Ramadan, Ya Allah. Allah. Allah you accept the ataqaf, Ya Allah. Accept the fast, Ya Allah. Accept the taraweeh salah, Ya Allah. Accept all all the ibadah ya Allah accept all the efforts of deen taking place ya Allah Allah all those who have asked us to make dua for them Allah grant them the best of dunya and akhirat ya Allah remove all their difficulties and hardships ya Allah Ilahul Allah all those who have raised their hands to this dua ya Allah you don't know of each one's heart ya Allah you know each one's cry ya Allah fulfill each one's needs from the ghayb ya Allah remove each one's difficulties and hardships ya Allah grant barakat in each one's risk ya Allah ya Allah all of us are begging for you ya Allah ya Allah we have come to ask you for you, ya Allah, and you become ours and make us yours, ya Allah, and you become ours and makers, yours, ya Allah, and you become ours and make us yours, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, fulfill all the needs of dunya and akhirah, ya Allah, fulfill each one's pious aspirations, ya Allah. Ilahul alamin, ya Allah, all the good that the sultan, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, begged for, ya Allah, we also begging for all that good, whatever alayhi wa sallam, sought refuge for. From, ya Allah, you protect protect us as well, ya Allah. Allahu minna nasaluka min khairi ma sa'alaka min nabiuka wa habibuka sidiuna muhammad sallallahu alaihi. وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر مستعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله واسحابه المعين والحمد لله رب